Jean-Luc, the host with the most, the, great, the baddest man on the planet when it comes to sports analysis. And I'm here with a new host, not a new host, a new guest, the first guest on our YouTube platform, Lex Daniels, the magic man himself. Brother, how you doing? Yes, sir. How, how you, you been doing, doing boy? Hey, I'm good, bro. How you feeling? I am phenomenal. <laughs> this is great. Didn't you enjoy that? We got, I'm telling you, right, deep, every uh, day, when, ever since I've graduated, I've just been able to take this show to new levels. First, it was just a blank screen. And then next, it was another blank screen, but then with some sound effects. Then it was a blank, it was a it was a, a, a screen with edits in our last episode. The whole minute and 20 of of, of editing. Then editing it again for an outro. Oh, it was great. It was phenomenal. Lex, I hope you check it out. If not, shame on you. I'm never inviting you on the show wow. again. I have wow. no support from anybody. I can only rely on myself. All my life I had to fight, and I've only been fighting for go. me. There you go. <laughs> had, you can't do it for yourself. Who are you going to do it for? <laughs> and I had no help whatsoever. But like I said, this is the Welch Report. I'm Jean-Luc Welch, Lex Daniels. We are here to cover game two of the NBA Finals, which has been one of the most shocking that I've seen in recent memory. By the way, the ebbs and flows of the swings of the games, Lex, I, I take it that you would agree somewhat. If not, uh, we don't care about your opinion. You're just here for ratings. Like, <laughs> there you go. Look, look, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I can boost something, boost the ratings. So, so essentially, for anybody who didn't watch the game, which if you didn't, shame on you. Yeah, for real. Warriors came out and what I would call and a, a pretty decent domination from from, from almost, no, excuse me, from the second quarter on. And they, they outright whooped up on the Celtics, 107 to 88. My goodness, when I tell you I was not expecting this, from Bo well, actually, no, I take that back. I was expecting this from Boston. Absolutely. This is exactly what I said would happen in game two that Boston was not ready for. Before I get into my whole soliloquy and everything in my reactions, Lex, how do you feel about this game? Um, I, like you said, I'm not I'm not surprised by the Warriors or Boston's performance. They, I mean, Boston's young. Like, they're not, none of, like, how many players on that team have been to the finals? None of them? It, it, not anyone in the rotation, at least. Like, what, six of the Warriors players have been to the finals before and won the finals before? Like, it's the Warriors have experience. And at the end of the day, the Celtics came out and shot, what, crazy numbers at the end of the fourth quarter and won that game. They didn't do that this game, and the Warriors took advantage, played great defense, and won the game. You're doggone right they didn't do that this you know game. Here's what you got to understand. When it comes to the Celtics... Like I said in the last, in, in all of my videos leading up to this entire series, when they play against Golden State, they can't make the same mistakes that they did against Miami. Because this is the team that collectively everybody on the floor, except for Draymond Green, has the ability to actually put the ball in the bucket. And again, my disdain for Draymond in terms of his offensive ability will not be quelled. I do not care what anybody has to say about that. You'll be seeing Draymond's ball to it. You know, you know what? I saw Draymond being aggressive on the fast break to the basket. Look, I saw the fake slip into the, the smooth 
layup that he had. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. That is is a blip in a blue. That's an anomaly. That is a, that right there is an anomaly for a player like Draymond Green, just like last or not last night's the, uh, game one's performance uh, by Boston was an anomaly for them when it came to being able to actively and consistently produce. Because like I said, like I've been saying, you can't out sprint a sprinter that's already won Olympic gold. And for them to think that they will be able to have that same level of success from the arc it's absolutely mm-hmm. abysmal. Now, what yeah. I will say about this is that I, and I, Lex, I want to hear your thoughts on this. When talking about Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. when they won game one, I had said that they were able to find their seventh gear. The one thing I said about the Celtics consistently, con- not consistently, consistently, for years now, was that with all the talent in the world that they have, one thing that they did not were not able to grasp, which is why they were never, never able to make it to the finals, was the ability to to reach what I call the seventh gear, or that extra kind of shift in their ability to play that allows you to say, okay, yeah, we can, when somebody's down and out, we can take them out. And if we're down, we can come back and yeah. play like champions. That was the one thing that 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 I said they weren't able to garner. Game one, I thought they finally found it. Do you think that after game one, now they're struggling to keep that same level of play? Um, again, I think I think they're young. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just what it just keeps coming to for me. Like they like you said, that that seventh gear, I'm not saying that they don't have it, but like for instance, when uh when their head coach got that that uh what is it called the um, technical foul in like the third quarter or whatever it was i felt right then that's when i kind of knew the game was over because you could just feel the momentum switch the warriors were on a run boston couldn't score the only person who could put a bucket in the basket was jason tatum and they just looked out of it you know what i'm saying like there was no fight there was zero fight from the boston celtics in like the second half so i was like it, it to me it was just like they're done like it's over and yeah, that's, as, as and you they, would aptly say, they were packed up. They, they were packed up 100%. They were 100% packed up. And, and, and that, to me, they can't do, especially against the Warriors. I mean, no team can do that, though. But them especially, I feel like the only person who had fight in that second half was Jason Tatum. Like, he was the only one who looked like he was trying to get something going for the team, for himself. Everyone else was just out there running up and down the court trying to stop Steph Curry from shooting a three, you know, or Jordan Poole from pulling up from half court. But, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that. And, like, now, see, here's the, my problem with the Celtics. The one thing that I had said that would have been able to get them back was their ability to have length and strength, legitimately. As a whole, they are a stronger, bigger team, athletically. Jalen Brown was able to take advantage of that, especially on people like Jordan Poole when he when he got a hot. Now, this game, however, do you think that they were straight away from that? You think they got away from, from that, you know, hey, if we get a mismatch, we're taking it? Or do you think that Golden State's defense was just able to adapt like they always do? 
Yeah, I think Golden State just adapted. I mean, you look at you look at who scored in this game in game two. It was just Jason Tatum. Like that was it was literally just him. Like him, Jalen Brown was hot in the first, came out, played okay in the second, but then was gone the whole second half. And then everyone else in the starting five had two points. <laughs> Like, everyone else in the starting five had two points. That's true. White had 12 off the bench, but his 12 was like, he took two wide open threes, had like a couple points in garbage time, but you know what I'm saying? No, his 12, his 12 was irrelevant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The one thing about Boston is the fact that you can't be, everybody cannot play like Marcus Smart. Exactly. On the offensive end. I had said that Marcus Smart was going to be the one to bring this team down and not be able to win the championship. Because he will shoot you out of a game, especially if he's wide open. Every stinking time I see this man play, his whole array of contributions that he makes for the team gets erased when he tries to put the ball on the floor and take shots. See the counter argument. If he's making it, then then what are you gonna say? If he's making you know, shots, like what's the but like what's the ratio to the when he's not making shots and when he is? You I'll give you saying? the ratio. Oh, you are yeah. oh, you waiting on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting on this. Yeah, that, this it? brother this season was shooting was 32 percent from three. No, I think it was like 33. 30? No. Yeah, no, yeah. It's around 32, 33 percent from three. In the postseason, brother was shooting 34% for three. He improved his shooting ability by one. Now, granted, 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 his scoring output got up. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. He went from average of like 12 to like 15. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's still on a horrible efficiency. Horrible efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. This game, yeah. one for six from the field. Oh, for three team. from three. It's it's an in five turnovers. You know what this sounds like? This is a Russell Westbrook game. This is a Russell Westbrook game. And the one thing that Marcus Smart can do that should peel him away from any comparisons like to Russell Westbrook, at least this season, put him in his defense. And where did that come to? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. People want to call this a low-scoring game. This is a low-scoring game for Golden State. And that's bad. You understand they, that? Yeah. Like you, you get how yeah. bad this is for Boston. Boston did a good job. You want a quote unquote good job of playing defense. And this 107, almost 110 points a game. This yeah. you would consider this horrible. You had Draymond Green. You had Draymond Draymond Green made two shots this game. Yeah. That that's the thing. The fact that he was taking shots. Well, for him, for all intents and purposes, should have had, would have you thinking, oh, oh my gosh, Celtics, they, who, this son's serious. Oh, they done stepped up. Oh, they done evolved. Damon Green's getting desperate. Talking about, oh, I, I train to shoot threes when I need to. But are you trained just to go through the motions? Why you are you hating on Draymond Green? Look, you know what? You know, you know what? Hold on. This is this brings up an, an incredible segment that I've been waiting to do for a long time. Oh I ain't done this. God. I ain't done this since what three episodes ago. Tell it like it is. Where's that? Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Slow it down. Bring the music down. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around. 
Like I said, I grew up apostolic. So when you hear this music, it's time to look introspectively at yourself, what you do and who you are. And in this situation, regardless of how you feel about me, feel about Boston, feel about Golden State, feel about the world in general, you got to sit back and recognize this one thing, the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do in this segment, tell it like it is. And let you can tag on to this if you want to. The one thing that I will say about Draymond Green is he is a phenomenal leader. Okay. That is all I'm going to say. Well, excuse me, that and defense. Okay. And the uh, reason for you want to call it so-called hate, I'm not hating, but I understand the one weakness of Golden State is in their greatest leader, in Draymond Green, because of the fact that since 2016, this is a man who has not been able to put the ball in the basket under any circumstances. A big game for him is 5-5-5. Five, five, and five. But you can't say that. Yes, I can. No, you can't because you... Okay, so here's what, here's what I'm going to say. I agree on the defense, obviously. I agree on the leadership. I feel like you're leaving out the playmaking. I'm not. Because because we're not going to sit here and act like he doesn't find them. I mean, it is obviously just the warrior system. You know what I'm saying? Like the warrior system is to get Steph, Clay, pull the balls off the off ball screens, blah blah blah, stuff like that. I understand that, but like, for instance, Kevon Looney or Jonathan Kuminga or who else will do it? Otto Porter. They don't make the passes as well as Draymond does, and I don't think we can. I don't think you can disagree with that. No, and. Go, go ahead, excuse me, you, you continue. Yeah, and they, like, Draymond, you can't say he doesn't score at all. Like, like he he's okay in the post. Like, I'm not saying he's backing him down, but, like, if he recognizes he can slip, he's going to slip, and he's most likely going to make the layup. If Draymond gets an offensive rebound, there's a good chance he's going to go to the line or make the layup. Like, like he doesn't, Draymond Green doesn't take shots like he's not an offensive player like that's just not his game if it was his game would the Warriors be great yes of course obviously but I wouldn't say that it's holding them back that he doesn't score because he's never scored so it's not like they ever relied on Draymond Green to get a bucket you know what I'm saying I hear you however you say he scores in the post He's averaging seven points a game. So again, mind you, and, 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 hold on, wait a minute. I gave you that he was a passer. Again, like I said, a good game for him is five, five, and five. I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking that at all in terms of his production. But what I understand is, as ESPN is going off on my phone, uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Oh, Deshaun Watson then got into some mess. That's a whole other episode. Ooh, ooh, we. I'm telling you, content just <laughs> flowing in for this show. Also, ESPN, pick me up whenever you get the chance to. You're getting a great asset. Somebody share this with them so that they can put me on. And I can I can be on your radio stations or televisions or both, for that matter, at any point in time. <laughs> All throughout the day, working me to death. I'll gladly do it you know, for, for the right price. <laughs> But, but <laughs> I gotta plug myself. I gotta, I gotta market myself somehow. But I get that he again passing great. 
defense, great. That still doesn't let, that's not going to sway me from the truth. And the fact of the matter that if stuff falls apart and, and, and when he is the only one, when he has to put up a shot, everybody constitutes that as a bad possession. You understand that? No, 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 no. Lex, Lex, this man, I've seen this man beat a center and there's nobody else in the paint and he missed the layup. I've seen him miss putbacks with nobody there. I've seen him with Derek White on him miss a, a, a point blank post hook. But we've also seen him make post blank point, point uh, post hooks. We've also seen him make putbacks. We've also seen him make point blank layups. We've seen him make that to the tune of seven points a game. Oh my gosh. But but that's what I'm saying, John Luke. If Curry's off, then you look to Clay, or you look to Jordan Poole, or you look to Andrew Wiggins, or you look to you're not gonna look they've never looked to Draymond. And that's and that's my point. I don't think you can ever look at Draymond Green and be like, oh like we need Draymond Green to get a bucket when so-and-so isn't getting a bucket. No. No one's ever going to look to Draymond Green to get a bucket. Ever. Again, you're and, right. And that's, and that's never, that's just never been his role. So I don't think you can make the argument that he's not, like that he's only scoring seven or he's only doing this because his role isn't to score. Like, Again. for instance, you're never going to look to Kevon Looney to score. Like, nobody's going to be like, Give Kevin the ball when Curry's not scoring. He'll get a bucket. Like, you're never going to do that. And the only reason that people are putting that label on Draymond Green is because people label him as one of the best players, or he labels himself as one of the best players on that team and one of the most influential players on that team. And I and think that's the reason that people get on him for not scoring. Again, I don't think people should get on him for not scoring because it's not his role. No, again, I do. And th- again, this is not hate. But what I'm trying to get at Always is... Hate. It's it's not, and let me explain why. Again, everything you said is absolutely right and justified, and I acknowledge it. However, what my statement was, was that despite all of that, he is, again, while being their biggest leader, also their biggest liability, and can turn into that. He can, he can, he can, because even with that, consistently, if it comes down to him having to take a shot, you look at that and say, oh, my gosh, that's bad. And for a player, uh, no, no, understand, understand this. For a player that, again, you're on a multifaceted offense, and I get that. I get that completely. I'm not saying that he needs to be, you know, the it got putting up 20. No, I'm not saying that at all. Mm-hmm. But I am saying that. What I absolutely am saying is that when you do put up the shot, but you got to be more efficient. Like you got okay. like like again, that that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. The liability lies in. This team okay. would be nigh unstoppable. Well, they already are nigh unstoppable. But you want to talk about if he was putting up like, you know, let's say, you know, 60 something percent from the field. Yeah. Because he took up most of his shots on the well, you know, he shoots three. So I'll say, you know, 55% from the field. You know, mm-hmm. on, on average. At least in the high, you know mid to high 50s okay mm-hmm. i wouldn't have it i wouldn't have anything to say nothing to say at all nothing to say at all about what this brother's able to do nothing at all 
This man is shooting. But he is he, shooting 55%. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's 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 almost 52. shooting. He's almost shooting below 50%. In he's fact, he's, yes, he's, he's shooting 50.4% in the postseason. Again. He's shooting 50% from the field. Again. He barely takes shots. And that's exactly. In my estimation, if you're playing down in the post, if you, make, if you get most, no, nah, if you okay. get most of your shots okay. off of putbacks and layups. I agree. And you're only shooting 50%. That is horrendous. He and he takes threes, and he's shooting twenty one percent from three. And you say he gets to the line, he shoots sixty two percent. He's yeah. barely hitting. He's he's barely shooting. He's not even shooting better than LeBron from the free throw line in this series alone. He's shooting sixty nine percent from three, just about. And we get on LeBron visibility to when he gets to the line for as much oh, yeah, as he really. gets to. Draymond Green, mm -hmm. and for the for the majority of his postseason. Almost is shooting 59%. You get that? That is no. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Something, that's what I'm saying when I talk about the truth about Draymond Green. It, everything you say is absolutely justified and understandable. However, that doesn't take away from the fact that when it comes down to, let's say that they are having a slump, mm -hmm. and then he does become that one option. If you're shooting this low, when you're getting point blank shots and barely taking anything, yeah. I stand by my statement that he can be your biggest liability as well as your biggest help and leader. That's all I'm saying. And, and I agree. I agree with all of those statements, except for the overarching one, which is that he is the biggest liability. I don't think it's possible for Draymond, for Draymond, for Draymond Green to be the biggest liability, is, well, at least okay. on the offense. Let, 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 let me, okay, let, let me rephrase it. And now I see, I see what you're saying. That's you not what, saying? I, what I, what I, what I was meaning, wasn't how the statement came out. So let me rephrase it. Offensively, he can be your biggest liability. But I don't think, I don't think he can. I don't think it's possible. John Luke, how is it possible for someone who's Probably on the team, I'm looking at it. Probably the offensively, he's probably like the seventh option on that team. Again, again, I said can. I'm not saying. But John, is. in what scenario? In what scenario is a team going to look for their seventh option to get a bucket? When people like Clay get hurt or injured or cold. We've seen Jean -Luc. it. We've seen Jean -Luc, it. Seventh what? option. Jean -Luc, he's here. In the starting five, he's the last option. I think you're doggone right. Okay, okay. So oh wait. So okay, so wait. In the starting five, he's the last option. I'm giving the ball to Kemon Looney and telling him to get a bucket before I'm giving the ball to Draymond Green and telling him to get a bucket. Here we go. I'm sorry. Here we go. I'm putting I'm putting Kevon Looney in a pick and roll with with him and Steph, and I'm telling Kevon Looney to roll. I'm giving Kevon Looney the ball, and Kevon Looney go make that layup. I'm, I promise you, Kevin will make it. That soft lady be doing. Yo, look, I'm giving the ball to Kevin Lee. Boy, look, so, again. I'm, do you agree? Do you agree that I, the starting five, you're probably, if you're Steve Kerr, you're probably drawing up a well, I don't know. Steve Kerr will probably drop a, like, a, like a play for Draymond. Yes, but, he will. Yes, he yeah. will. <laughs> 
but so actually, yeah, let, if we're going based on what Steve Kerr would do, he's probably the fourth option in the same lineup. But Steve Kerr's probably drawing up a play for Jordan Poole before he is Draymond Green. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. Again, 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 you don't got to agree. I said can because of his inability to score. I get, but again, I, that's again, that's on again. It, it has a, does it have a lot of caveats? Yes, but have we seen those caveats come to fruition? Yes, we have to, to, yeah. to, to some degree. So that's why I'm saying he can. I'm not saying he is. Get that straight. I'm not saying he is the worst player on the team, nor am I saying he is their biggest liability. I'm saying be. there is potential that he can be the one that can slow down your offense and make it and, and, and essentially jumble it up. He can because yeah. of his inability to, when it comes to easy shots, he doesn't even get that in. Because think about this, and we only got 10 minutes left on this thing. Forget Zoom. Also, Zoom, sponsor me. But hey. <laughs> Let's get a plug. Let's get a, give me a plug so I can upgrade to pro like you're advertising on my screen. But again, not saying he's the worst player. Not saying he's the worst offensive option. What I am saying is, if everything falls into play and it comes down to, let's say you need a shot for some momentum, and he gets point blank, there's half a chance that he'll miss that. The one thing that can stop bleeding, and you get an easy thing for him, even on a mismatch, hey, all of a sudden that deflates everybody. Even I feel like he, Green did miss a folder. I feel like he missed a floater last series. One. Not last series. Last One. uh last playoffs. I feel like he missed like a floater. Like he did like point blank to he like did. win the game or something he did. like that. He did. He absolutely maybe, was, maybe it was a couple years ago. I don't know. I feel like no, Daniel Green definitely missed like no, it wasn't. a very easy shot or something. Again, one is saying he missed one is generous. But again, in the clutch, we, I mean. again, again, we only, we only got seven minutes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so we got to we got to Let's move get on. Let's Draymond Green then, yeah, and, and do what we got to. But again, that's my stance on Draymond Green. You don't gotta agree, but it's it's fine, no, completely no. fine. Now for this last segment in the show, I want to talk about what do you think is going to happen, Steph Curry's legacy, when regard if if he wins, if he wins, if he wins. This series, I want to hear your opinions on the thoughts on his legacy going forward in his career. If he adds another championship to his list of accolades, I'm I'm a big Steph guy. If you know me, I love Steph. Uh, even with this and a Finals MVP, I just don't know if I'm gonna put him over Magic legacy wise. I don't I don't know. Because you just look at you look at magic. Magic is the only one I think you can even argue in terms of best point guard of all time. I think it's magic than Steph. And with that being said, with the championship, and if they win the championship, he's going to get Finals MVP. I, I I still don't know if that's enough to put him at number one. But I mean, you could one hundred percent make an argument for it. He's the best shooter of all time. He's got every shooting record there is in the book, just about. He's got, this would be four championships, one finals MVP, two MVPs, a whole bunch of first teams, uh, uh, all-star MVP, a bunch of all-stars. So 
I mean, making an argument for it wouldn't be hard. But Magic was Magic. You know what I'm saying? And Magic's got the ratings. Magic's got the MVPs. He's got the finals MVPs. He's got the all. He's got everything Steph has except for shooting. And what Steph has in shooting, Magic, quote unquote, had in passing. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, I don't even know if I can say that because it's not like Steph can't pass. Obviously, he can't pass as well, or couldn't pass as well as Magic Johnson. But I mean, it's not like Steph is like lacking in the in the uh, assist category. But I'll, I'll. This is what I would say in regards to that. And hopefully, my computer doesn't cut out on me. Good yeah, gosh. I hope not. I charged it up. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, but hey, you know, again, you know, the the better the better this show gets, the more I'll be able to afford new equipment. Uh, hey, y'all come yeah. support. We only got five minutes. So let me make sure I get, make sure I get this in. But <laughs> but <on>. for <laughs> but come for on, me, <laughs> hey, look, I'm trying, brother. Okay, I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying. But my thing with Steph, if he wins another championship, I would have him at the second best point guard. Of all time. Reason being, understand Grady Shooter. Understand he was a he is one of the top three players of his generation. That is like the icons of his era. Few reach that status. Now understand that. It's unequivocally. He set himself apart from everybody else when it came to um um him and the next best point guard. To a degree, him and the next best player. Because there was a couple years when he was top five. People were arguing. Now, people were arguing that he was number one. I was gonna pop them in the mouth. They absolutely stupid. But with that being said, like you said, Magic Johnson got to the I'm either number one or number two in the entire NBA for a number of years. It wasn't the whole, you know, is he or is he not, you know, top five or not. It was is it him or Bird. Some people were Julius serving in that conversation, but it was Bird and, and Magic 1 and 2 consistently. Consistently. Yeah. On top of that, he was getting comparisons to Jordan for a number of years. A number of years. People were arguing whether it was Magic or MJ as the greatest player of all time. Again, should that have been an argument? Absolutely not. But was it, hey, you, 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 you were able to say, I get why you would, you would, try to imply that even though you're absolutely wrong. Steph, absolutely not. Here's the reason why. Him, the one thing that would you that would put him in that conversation of top 10 greatest, minimum, top 10 greatest, which he hasn't even gotten there in my estimation. But it would be his ability to play defense. That's yeah. the one thing that people keep forgetting yeah. when it comes to these conversations. And that's Your ability to play yeah. both sides of the floor and legitimately dominate makes you into a player that we can compare to the King, Shaq, or or, or Kobe, or, or or MJ, Isaiah Thomas, all these all these other greats. Not I don't have Isaiah Thomas in my top ten, but in terms of you know getting in that conversation, so that's why I'm saying I don't think Steph is, it, it can get there even with the championship, with the Finals MVP. Maybe I can start thinking about it. But even before, but it. it's still gonna take me a lot. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get the final thing. And that's and that's real quick because we only got two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> real quick, I think I think that's the thing with like, like the top point guards and the top players of all time. 
you look at these guys, I don't think in most people's top 10 of all time, you're going to list a player who, like you said, can't play both sides. But you can't list a player who's like under 6'5". You know what I'm saying? Like all these guys were rebounding, shooting, playing defense, scoring. You know, they were doing it everything. You know, and Steph, Steph has really only improved his defense the last couple of years. So again, I, man, I, I agree. He's played better defense than I thought this series. But again, mm-hmm. in terms of having people six three, six four, six five, not being able to reach it, I don't think that's the case. I think it can happen. That that, that that's just me. Again, 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 again. That that's just me. That's a conversation for another day. Because right now, sir, sadly, we have run out of time. Out of time. Thanks to thank thanks to um um. Uh, restrictions on on the use of recording device, but it's okay. We still are here, and we're gonna do this every chance we get. Lex, I'm so glad you had to come on the show. This has been the Welch Report. I've been John the Welch, joined by the Magic Man, Lex Daniels. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you on again. If not, yeah, who cares? I care it's about myself because that's what I do. So it's been the Welch Report. Peace and love. We out. Be safe, and yeah. everybody enjoy their time. Kid, we're gonna be back for the uh, game three of the NBA Finals, so be ready for that reaction as well. Peace and love. We out.